0: Welcome to the MarTech Podcast.
1: I'm Benjamin Shapiro, the executive producer of the MarTech Podcast, and today we've got a special episode for you, which is going to be guest hosted by Juan Mendoza, the author of the MarTech Weekly Newsletter. Juan is a recovering MarTech consultant turned creator who writes an amazing weekly newsletter about the MarTech industry, and I'm thrilled to invite him and some of his friends to take the mic and share their knowledge with you, our loyal MarTech Podcast listeners. All right, here's a special episode of the MarTech Podcast, guest hosted by Juan Mendoza, the author of the MarTech Weekly Newsletter.
2: Hello, hello, MarTechers. It's Juan Mendoza here again at the MarTech Podcast. I am the CEO and editor of the MarTech Weekly. Yesterday, Vishal Sud and I talked about automation versus creativity. Vishal is the head of product at Typeface, a new marketing technology platform that is helping marketers leverage generative AI in their creative process. But our topic today is shifting to something a little bit different. We're going to be talking about what is more important when it comes to personalization. What can we expect from personalization? What is important to marketers when they're embracing these new tools for content generation? So here is our second part of the conversation with Vishal Sood, the head of product at Typeface. Thanks for joining us again, Vishal. What a wonderful, fascinating conversation yesterday.
3: Hi, Juan. Like excited to be back and look forward to an equally exciting conversation today. So thank you.
2: Well, let's dive right in because content personalization Everyone has been talking about personalization for a long time in the marketing tech industry. Every brand has some form of personalization strategy, whether it be emails or websites or apps or in advertising as well. But Generative AI has an opportunity to upend a lot of that. What are some of the considerations you think marketers should keep in mind when implementing content personalization strategies with these new AI tools?
3: If you look at this, I think the, at a high level, when you know something is resonating, you want to take it out on all the channels that you have access to. However, if you don't personalize it for each channel, and even further, some of these channels are multiple different audience segments, and then each channel resonates to different geographies very differently. This so it's a very multi-dimensional problem, right? So we talk about the fact that you can create a content zero to one, let's just say, as we talked about this podcast, but let's just say I put a YouTube video out there and that's really resonating with the audiences. Now, I want to capitalize on that video. That might be an hour long video and I want to put an email newsletter out of that. I want to put it on my website uh, with a little bit of a summary from the video, capturing the key highlights. Then I want to send a blog post and I want to also maybe use some aspects of that in a LinkedIn ad campaign that I want to run, right? So if you look at this problem, it is a two-hour long video. Imagine the amount of time it will take somebody to go just watch that video and then grab the transcript from it and then go ahead and kind of articulate in all these segments. And each of these segments may further have optimization for audiences. So it just becomes a zero to one content becomes one to 100 really fast. And it just becomes, if you don't personalize it, then you basically don't capitalize on the maximum benefit from that thing, right? So that's, I think, the thing to keep in mind is there are tools like Gen AI, which can really help you with that now, which is if you kind of are able to articulate your brand voice per channel, if you're able to kind of bring your audience data in, these tools can help you get to a this kind of scale content, 1 to 100x is what we call it, very fast. And then your job becomes essentially to quickly do a review of this, make sure it's representing what you wanted it to represent, and then it becomes a much, much more manageable effort versus having to write all those copies yourself. So,
2: the aspect of personalization is really interesting with generative AI because increasingly, marketers want to personalize content and make it relevant to each specific segment. And often the challenge, the bottleneck there is knowing exactly what to personalize. Can Generative AI help with that strategic component of what marketers should be personalizing for their customers? Or is this more of an execution type tool where you already know what you want to personalize and the Generative AI tool will assist that and help automate it?
3: I think it's a little bit of both. So, and I'll explain what that means. So, If you look at it, usually your customers and how they're responding to your content, what they are responding to is is usually in some kind of an analytic system that you already might have. And some other information about who the customer is is probably there in some kind of a CDP system, right? That is just one aspect of it, which is about the actual audiences that are gonna come to you, various channels that you have. Then there is some channel specific domain understanding, like what kind of resonates on Instagram versus what resonates in an ad. So the first aspect, which is what you were talking about is very specifically about your audiences and what resonates to them is, as I said, is captured in some kind of a system. Then if you can build a workflow with generative AI, which brings that data back in and uses that data to write the message out. So that's kind of what one of the things that does, that helps you actually do personalization at scale at that level. But then on top of that, if you just did that, that's not enough because the kind of messaging people expect on Instagram is different than Twitter or X is different than an email. So then you layer in the foundational knowledge that some of these LLM systems have of what works well on each of these platforms. And on top of that, even that's not enough. On top of that, your brand likes to talk in a certain way on those channels, right? I might be very quirky on a social channel, but I might be very serious on my website and very professional there. So bringing all of these dimensions together into a workflow and then applying these unique data sets and these unique attributes and then creating content. And after that, it becomes an execution problem. But till then, it's very much a content problem and creating the content that you know will represent you and will work well for a particular channel or an audience.
1: A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex, ready to take your team from I think to I know I guess for
2: us, it's great to talk about the opportunities and the potential of doing personalization with generative AI, but can you walk us through a case study or a customer example where you've really seen brands really take a hold of this? And I know that it is perhaps challenging to do that because it's so new, a lot of this stuff, even Typeface just launched back in February, but can you walk us through what you're seeing, just some early use cases of what a star customer is actually doing?
3: I can walk you through a few use cases that we have seen already starting to gain a lot of traction. So one of them is one of our customers actually does a lot of podcasts, believe it or not. I know we are on a podcast right now, but they do it with the key leaders and this is an HR company and they actually put a lot of content out there and their content resonates really, really well. And what they haven't been able to do so far, just because it's been really hard and, and nobody has enough resources ever, they've not been able to utilize this content to generate ancillary content. So now they are using... We have a template called uh, Vimeo Blend, all their podcasts are on Vimeo. So you can take a Vimeo podcast and rewrite it into anything you want, and you can apply brand brand. So they've been using that to send email newsletters and driving even more traffic to their website with that, and they're getting a lot of success with that, and really without having to add incremental investments on top of what they already have on their team, right? So that's kind of one use case which we've seen be quite successful. The other use case I'll tell you is uh, about a large electronics company I think we talked about them briefly in the last podcast, but for them, it's a question of reaching different geographies. So there's a geo-personalization. So their images, if you are reaching an audience in India, you want to talk about the regional context, like their festivals, because they don't have Thanksgiving, they have Diwali. How do you kind of do, take existing images and just kind of swap out the backgrounds and do other kind of stuff to reach a very particular set of audiences and they are getting traction with that kind of stuff? Email is resonating pretty clearly with people. Like I think the one use case for email that is resonating quite a bit is, I know people do A-B testing today, right? You put an A out there and a B out there. Then you see, oh, A works better. And then you start scaling A and send more of A. But I think generative AI actually allows you to do a lot more, right? You can not only know that A is working better, you can also try to understand why A is working better. Because now, you very first time, you understand the anatomy of the content. You know what's in the image, you know what the prompt was used to create it. And now if you bring that data back in, now you can start proactively creating content that you know will work better. And you can always keep improving content based on a feedback loop, right? That is a use case. That is kind of what the world is up to moving towards. And we see a lot of excitement around that. That's something that has not been fully applied yet because it's a little bit of work needed to get that going. But that's where we see a lot of very interesting innovation and what generative I can really, really help go from A, B testing to A, B, C, D, E, F testing, just constant testing. So that's another thing that we are seeing a lot of resonating a lot with our customers. So those are just some examples. There are quite a few more we can talk through, but hopefully it gives you an idea. Yeah, it definitely
2: does give a flavor of what you could do and what markets are trying to achieve with the technology. And give us a couple of years, I think, and then we'll have some really fantastic use cases where they've been able to scale their content and their information and their marketing really to ways that we've never seen before ever in marketing. I think that's the real opportunity. But one thing I think that I find interesting in hearing you talk, Michelle, is about this idea of like recursive personalization, which is getting the data from, say, AI generated emails or AI generated advertising or campaigns, even websites. And as you're doing experimentation and as you're seeing clear winners, Generative AI can do the recursive bit, which is, it can it could, I haven't seen a lot of this just yet, it could continue to modify or adapt that content in an automated fashion towards those greater conversions or towards those greater goals that you've set your A, B test up for. So, you know, A wins, A versus B, A splits into another A, B, and then those win, and then those split into another A, B, and then Generative AI can actually automate a lot of the content as it's incrementally updating what customers want and what's successful in terms of commercial outcomes as well. Are you seeing much of that? Is that the right concept, recursive personalization for generative AI, or am I totally off the track? It's a speaking nonsense.
3: (laughs) No, actually, you said it way better than I said it in the first go, so that's awesome. I think there's a lot of promise in this area. That's why I also left the last sentence by saying that this is where the world is going towards, and it's going to go there. It's not only just AI-generated content. Like Once again, we talked about in the last episode, the brand loop and the velocity loop. But if you look at it, you already have campaigns out there. You already have data from those campaigns. We can even use that to proactively create content that is a higher likelihood of success. So even your first bit of A and B can actually be good from the get-go, right? So with, if you can kind of close the loop on this kind of a stuff. So to me, yes, you're right. This requires a lot of orchestration at various different levels. This requires this key focus area for us at Typeface right now because the experiences you need generally today and I think you will agree with this, generally AI is not at a point where you can just blindly trust AI and put content out there from a pure automation perspective. We talked a little bit about it yesterday. So, JN is a human in the loop, very much needed but if you start doing this A-B testing style things and now you bring in human in the loop, all your user experience will have to be reimagined And how do you help this human in the loop come in to curate content, to do all that. And that's kind of one of the areas where we are focusing on quite a bit. But the initial sense we get from our customers is I think that is going to be a very, very exciting thing that will happen in the next few months here. And that's
2: kind of what we're marching towards. So you're right. This is very exciting indeed. We are just right at the cusp here, I think, of where this technology could go personalization has always been a challenge for brands. It's always been extremely difficult just to get the data organized so that you know who you want to talk to and what data you have available and being able to activate that data and downstream tools. And then the hard bit is the content versions and the variations and making that content, not just a version, but a version that's relevant to all of those different types of customers that you want to personalize towards. So I think Typeface is definitely one of those companies to watch in this space. You're definitely head of the curve, right? At the perfect timing, whereas Generative AI has taken off in the great year of 2023. But Vishal, thank you so much for joining us for a fantastic conversation. We have learned a lot about what Generative AI can offer marketers. So thank you again, Vishal, for joining us. Vishal is the head of product at Typeface. If you'd like to get in touch with Vishal, you can find his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can connect with him on Twitter also. His handle is Vishal Sud, or visit his company website at www.typeface.ai. Vishal, thank you so
1: much for joining us.
3: Thank you for the great, great conversation, Juan. Uh, Look forward to seeing
1: this out there. Okay, that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to our guest host, Juan Mendoza, the author of the MarTech Weekly Newsletter. If you'd like to get in touch with Juan, you could find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes, or you can contact him on Twitter. His handle is Juan Mendoza, but it's spelled crazy pants. It's J-U-4-N-M-E-N-D-0-Z-4, or it's a little easier to just visit his company's website, which is themartechweekly.com.